could have his own personal relationship with Hashem. Hashem, I'm sorry. Hashem, this is your beloved son, this is your beloved daughter. It's not, the ball game is not about being from. It's about being believers, okay? We don't have the 13 principles of frumkite in Judaism. We got the 13 principles of emunah. That's what being a Jew, a Jew is emunah. Emunah, that's emunah to the rescue. As soon as you know that Hashem loves you, and you see, the, 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 the Jews, that they saw, they saw Hashem take us out of Egypt. They saw the 10 plagues. They saw Hashem come down on Mount Sinai. And still the golden calf? How can you do the golden calf? Because of this same snake, the Yitzhak, this is the snake, the Greek snake, that is the original snake in Adam and Eve, and he's still around today, he's still here, it's still Yitzhak, when there's one more about him. But what happened, what do we see? When does Hashem say you're the chosen people? I'm Sukula, I'm Sukula Tiani, what's the Torah? After the golden calf, not before, after the golden calf. What happens to the Jews after the golden calf? We can see Shem didn't punish him. Shem didn't punish him. And there's one word, and they started lamenting. They started persecuting themselves. Now Shem says, take off your crowns. Give them the crown. Only after they said, only after they fell into depression. Yetzir, he doesn't need, he doesn't need the, the sin. He needs the depression after the sin. Because that's how he knocks a person down. We'll talk about that afterward, the next thing, but we gotta refuel, we gotta refuel the needles. Yeah. 
came back, he was in Kentucky and Tennessee. And can I get the good thoroughbreds? He was on the back of the thoroughbreds. <laughs> 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 and then you didn't get the important thing. Now that we've got a smile on our face, we can start learning. Because in Hebrew Scrabble, the word mashava is the same letters as the letters besimcha. So what do we learn from this? Then the whole become. Okay. We learn that when the mind is happy, then you go straight into the neshama. Because the mind is in sin, so it's constriction, and it's all closed off. Okay, that is the whole, that's our method. And the Yetzer tries to get a person, when he hears a nikun, he flies out the window. Okay, uh, Know the enemy. Tonight is a moment for the rescue. And we're going to rescue ourselves from the worst Yetzirah that there is, and that's the Yetzirah of self-persecution. And don't feel bad, because Adam and Eve had the same Yetzirah. If we open up the Zohar, the Zohar tells us, it's, the Zohar tells us something that uh, it's hard to explain when the kids ask, what is this? Oh, Daddy and Mommy, what does it mean that the, the Zohar put Venom in Eve? Thank you, Bob. Okay, we say the spiritual venom, what's the venom, Adam and Eve, the spiritual venom that the Zohar put inside Eve is that Shem hates her. Okay, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. If Adam and Eve would have read the Garden of Muna, they would have the Garden of Muna. Too bad they didn't have the Garden of Muna. If they would have read the Garden of Muna, they'd say, okay, you got knocked down. Pull Hashem, welcome to the human race. You found the human race. Welcome to the human race. We make mistakes. You know who doesn't make mistakes? Hashem. And why did Hashem allow us to make mistakes? What do you mean? Hashem allow us to make mistakes. No, we didn't make mistakes. Here's the good news, beloved brothers and sisters. You did not make a mistake. And I'll prove it to you. People forget the very first principle of Jewish religion. The Rambam gave us 13 principles of faith. A lot of people argue in the Rambam, there's no argument on the first book of the Rambam and the 14th of the, the Deus, Hilchus Deus, with laws of tshuva and the 13 principles of Muna. No, but this is what adapted, this is codified Jewish law. The very first principle of the Muna is, I believe with full complete belief that Hashem alone, He alone, catch this, did, does, and will do everything. So you think Hashem is some little old Bobby and Shemayim who can't stop you from doing a miracle. <laughs> Chicken, right? no. That's that seriously you think like that. It was the Shem that engineered that we do the Avera. Shem engineered to do Avera? You know why Shem let us do an Avera? You're not going to believe me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to convince you tonight. Shem let us do an Avera because he loves us so much. You know what would happen if we all went around with the smug feeling of Tzadiki? You know what the Gemara says about a smug person? Hashem says, me and a smug person, we can't be in the same universe. No. But the broken heart, the Katskarebe said there's nothing more full than a broken heart. Okay, so this is it. So Hashem wants us to have a broken heart. Ah, my beloved daughter, my beloved son, hey, come close to me. So what do you do? You pick yourself up. Oh, I understand that Hashem let me do a transgression show myself that I'm not perfect because if I walk around feeling perfect, my nose goes higher and higher and higher, and it's dangerous, especially in the winter when it rains. Water in your nose. Okay, so Shem needs us healthy 
It's healthy. In Yiddish, they say it's a zainidli. They keep your nose a little bit close to the ground. And it's what Shem does. And Shem does because he loves us. No, but that's not what the Yetzer says. The Yetzer says to Adam and Eve, forget it. Shem can't stand you. He did the same thing to Kain. So Shem can't stand you. Where's Hashem come? Hashem comes to Kain and he's complaining that he killed his brother. Shem says, where are you? Where are you? It's time to take stock of yourself. Where are you? And he said, he thinks he can fool Hashem. Think you can fool Hashem? Oh, I my brother's keeper. No. Cain, if you had to go out and go there, you'd say, Shem, wow, I really lost it. Shem, I lost it. Guess what I did? Kill my brother. That's what Shem wants. What you said, confession, and you continue on. Rabbi Nachman says, if he would have committed the worst sin in the Torah, he would fall into depression. He would not fall into depression. It's simply true, but and that's it. Because he knows, Hashem shutah the kabel shabim. Hashem's hands are open in his beloved son and daughter. Now keep saying beloved son and daughter and see people looking at me in doubt. You don't believe in Hashem's beloved son and daughter? You're the only one Hashem has. Prove it to you, Hashem's only child. If you have 25 children, heaven forbid, heaven forbid, heaven forbid. A parent with 25 children should lose a child. Is it a consolation to that parent, that flesh and blood parent, who's got another 24 kids? No way. Uh-uh. Especially you, Mom, when you know, when you, you knew that baby before he came into the world, you felt him every single day. Okay, Dad was along for the ride. Especially you take a Jewish mama. Right. She's got 50 kids. Every single one is individual. Hashem is a million times more loving than any of us. But this is the So what happens? How do we know that this is still around today? You're going to see it. This is Hanukkah also. The Greek, you know what the Greek symbol of all leaders? People know all about the Greek gods. They're the worst Greek god that the Greek army used to have on, on there when they went in the battle. It was this snake. A snake? had a Greek name. You know what the Greek snake looked like? The Greek snake, you said, it looked like a, a circle, and the mouth was swallowing its tail, was swallowing itself. Okay, so the Greeks said this was their victory. But why is it victory? Because they wanted to inject that venom in the Jews. And what does it mean that the Jews swallow themselves? That you eat yourself up and self-persecution. That's, self That's it, it's right there. It's right there. They said, well, I'm not good enough. And they said, no, no, no. So what if you sin? So what if you sin? You say, the world's full of stories about sinners. That they, they, in a second, they turned it around. They didn't realize there's no place to go. Then there's Sinner Man. You know where the song Sinner Man comes from? It comes from Gomorrah, Avoid of Zorah, page 17a. Oh, Sinner Man, where are you going to run to? You know that? <laughs> oh, Sinner Man, where are you going to run to? Yeah, Nina Simone. That's it. That's right, right in the Gomorrah. She did right in the Gomorrah. And the guy, the guy did every single Avera in the world. He went to every single woman of the night around the world. He's a rich, rich guy from the land of Israel. And he spent all his money on women. And he finally went to the most expensive, most beautiful one in Greek islands. And uh, Hashem put words in her mouth. And she says, okay, you're here now, but there's no chuba for you. What's this Greek girl telling him no chuba? He said, what? What did she tell me? No chuba. So she had this 10-story bed. He fell off the 10-story bed. And he ran out and he said, uh, you know, summon stars. Ask pity for me. He said, before we ask pity for you, ask pity for ourselves. He said, why won't you hide me? Run to the sun. Why won't you hide me? The sun doesn't hide me. Take care of himself. 
And he rent everything till he finally cried and cried and cried. He cried so hard in Shuba that the Shema left him. And a voice came out in Shemai, not Eliezer ben Dordia. Rebbe Eliezer ben Dordia is hereby invited to the world to come. <laughs> and it, and it, it told the story to Rebbe Yudan Nasi. Rebbe cried, and Rebbe said, Rebbe says, it sounds like he's jealous. The guy brought his way into the world to come in one hour. I've been working all my life. That's not what Rebbe means. That's not what Rebbe means. Rebbe means that, look, if this guy, look what he's accomplished in an hour of talking to Hashem. Jimi Hendrix had a rabbi. 
Does anyone know any Jimmy Hendrix fans? Jimmy Hendrix has a rabbi, and he says his name was Robert Zimmerman. <laughs> he said that Bob Dylan, he said before he heard Bob Dylan, he thought that rock and roll was just bubblegum and, you know, girly, the Beatles. I said, love you, do, do, you know. And he heard Bob Dylan, he said, this is his quote, he says, I didn't understand that rock and roll was something godly. And I think it's so deep because that's a, the Jew taking something that the rest of the world can use it for something bad, and the Jew takes it around and elevates it. So, really, really doing it. Elevate a lot of people there. Yeah. Rabbi Zimmerman. Rabbi Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say that it's Rabbi Zimmerman's Negro. By the way, Zohar tells us that one of the highest portals of heaven is the Chalamigun, the Hall of Nigun. That's why the Yetzer, he hears the Nigun. Gets out of there. We're coming to Yetzer right away. One of the great things, if you're really feeling down, that's not the show we have. Maybe if you know my little book, Six Days to the Top, we have another one coming on. It's Feel Fine in Five. It's going to come out in the coming weeks, Bezat Hashem. And it always has to save your life in five minutes. And one of the ways, one of the ways, and, and this, we learned this from the Navi. We learned it from the Navi. He was feeling down, really feeling down. And uh, it says, Kulcham Nagin. Make yourself Menagin. Get a Nigun. Start to get a Nigun. And you pick yourself right up. Pick yourself right up because you overrun the Neshama. The Neshama's not down there. You have to understand that the home of the Jewish Neshama is so high. It's so high. And that's why you have to love that and Jew because if you look, you don't look at people and colors and backgrounds and Ashkenazi and Sephardi and Orthodox, conservative, reform, all kinds of garbage that the Jews differentiate between one another. If you look at that Pinto and Neshama like the above Cherebbe said, you look at this little thing where Shlomo Karlbach said the same thing. You look at that spark in his eye, you look at the shaman, you're right away, that's what you connect with, and that's only good, and that's very high, and that helps lift one another. Okay, so the Nigun, the song, makes our eyes sparkle. And, and that's why people like Rabbi Robert Zimmerman were so strong. <laughs>
say we bless Hashem for the Torah. Bless Hashem for the Torah. Thank you, Hashem, for giving the Torah. Thank you. Three blessings for the Torah. And we bless Hashem that we're, we're Jewish. Wait, wait a second. How can it be that a person that wakes up in the morning says, Boy, Dami, thanks Hashem, thanks Hashem for this. Especially, they were in Eretz Yisrael. The Jews were in Eretz Yisrael. They had to make the Middash. Here, we're crying, we want the Holy Temple. They had the Holy Temple. They had the Holy Temple, they had Corbonus, they had everything. And what? They're not happy? They want to be Hellenists? How did that mean? It's not logical. But you see, nobody pays attention. Nobody stops and thinks what's going on in Hanukkah. Nobody stops and thinks what's going on herself. And what's the answer holds thing? You get the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Those wheels spin all the time. Spin all the time. The, the, the eagles, they were, they were redness too. Okay, they're driving you crazy. And nobody stops to think, wait a second. We're asking Hashem, Hashem, build us all the temple. Hey, we, we had 2,000 years ago. We had it 2150 years ago when the Maccabean were here. And everybody, 98% of the population is going to be Greek. What's going on here? And one and a half percent of the population, they're Maccabi family and Koilo guys, and they're connected to the Kornegadol, the high priest family. People don't analyze what's going on. Continue what I spoke when I explained the Yetzirah. Okay, there are two phases of the Yetzirah. Actually, two parts of the same Yetzirah, two parts of the same snake. Okay, the first part of the snake, the first part of the Yetzirah, he tries to make you sin. And he does everything, and he doesn't go on big things. He won't say, you know, go uh, deny Hashem. He gets that afterwards. He books a salami. Take all salami, make a little slice. You can't feel that stuff is so less. Have a little slice, have a little slice. But what's the Yetzir do? The Yetzir knows that this first Yetzir doesn't have much power. Because if he's a Jew, he's going to hear a Negro and he's going to run away. What's the Negro? Negro wants to get him close to Hashem. He gets close to Hashem, makes Chuba. Oh, Chuba, it's finished. Hashem is so great. As soon as a person makes it, doesn't matter what he did. That's why I told the story about Eliezer Ben Dornia from Moravitazar. One minute, Chuba, it's finished. You're finished. No more persecution. You don't have to wait for young for forgiveness. You forget right now. Right now, this moment, you take the worst thing you ever did, and you say, Hashem, poor things. Hashem, I'm sorry. Hashem, I really feel bad that you're my beloved father in heaven. I stop and think every heartbeat comes from you. Every breath comes from you. Everything, not my, my clothes, everything. I, I count my blessings. Just to count, you have to learn, have to be an MD to just go in the parts of your body and say thank you for it. That's why I tell people, they say, what will I learn in the, in the room where I'm not supposed to learn Torah? I say, take a book, Anatomy and Physiology. Okay, learn med in medical school. Go through a medical course. A guy who knows Torah, he can go through medical school, live in the bathroom, okay? And you learn the parts of your body so you can say thank you to Hashem. Imagine that an angel would come out from above right now and say, okay, my friends, anything you don't say thank you for, tomorrow morning, please. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Can I say thank you for my eyes? Can I say thank you for part of my body? Can I say thank you for my spouse? Thank you for my children? Thank you for my house? Go through it. Thank you for all my furniture. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for my job. There's so many things that people say to me, I've got my laser. I don't know what to talk to Shell about. Just say thank you. That's my nature. Thank you. But we don't stop.
stop and think about it. We don't stop and think. Okay, he's got first Yetzer. He's not so strong. He's actually going to do Tshuva. And you do Tshuva, then it's right back to Hashem. So instead of doing four parts of Tshuva, you see, I'm sorry, Hashem. I feel bad about it. It's remorse. This is Rabbi Yon. All the rest of us stand on one foot. Okay. I confess, and I feel remorse, and I apologize to Hashem. And I don't promise Hashem I'm going to do better. I ask Hashem's help. I can't promise you I'm going to do better. The game's thrown. Jimmy Creek in Las Vegas. It's all up to Hashem. It's all up to Hashem. And just ask Hashem. Hashem, help me do better. That's it. Finished. You don't know what to do. I'm for right now. And do true every day. It's like taking your body takes a shower every day. The neshama needs a shower every day. Otherwise, the neshama, if it doesn't have a shower, a person walks around with outstanding, outstanding business that hasn't paid, debts haven't been paid. Imagine a person's walking around with dirt on his body that hasn't been cleaned. Pretty soon, the neighbors say, can people want to stay away from that guy? That's the way that Malachim, the angels do. They can't get close to a person that's spiritually unclean. That's why we have to maintain our spiritual cleanliness. Okay, so first the answer, he knows, boom, boom, you're like tshuva, that's it, you love Hashem, Hashem loves you, finished. That is not the powerful answer. The snake is the second phase of the answer. The snake says, that's the remorse, the negative remorse, the self-persecution. How could I fall? How could I forget that we should not? How could I turn on light switch? How could I do this? Okay, do you know how you do it? Because you're human. You know how you do it? Because Hashem wants to remind you that you're human. And you didn't turn on that light switch. Hashem moved your hand to turn on the light switch. How many times do you do something and say, what, that's so angry, it's out of my character. Of course it's out of your character. Hashem did it. You didn't do it. No, but now that's what the answer wants. Now you're going to fall into sadness and depression. And now you're sadness and depression. Oh, Hashem hates me. Hashem hates me. Okay, so you think that's the negative, the negative way to need to go out of the Buddha. Everything because of Hashem. Hashem knocked me down because Hashem hates me. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Do you go around beating your kids, knocking them down on the floor? How do you think Hashem does that to you? How do you people think that Hashem does that to you? Somebody has a problem at work. The boss says, Hashem hates me. Somebody has overdraft in the bank. Hashem hates me. Somebody gets a sniff of cold. Hashem hates me. Somebody has an argument with the spouse. Hashem hates me. Why? The knowing. It says right away, it says the lie. The hammer can run like Sabim. That's what Nami Shah says. He says, Hashem's complaint is they're all lying about me. They say, hey, I love them. They know I love them. I love every single one of them. It's me, you know. Hashem's got a board. You think NASA's got a board or 747's got a board? Hashem's got a board, a control board for every single human. Hashem is deciding right now what you have for dinner, that piece of meat, which of the amino acids is going to go in as part of your stratus muscle, and which is coming out the other side. You're going to say, Achi Yatsar on tomorrow after Fender. Good plan for both Fender. Nothing, nothing. And advances it. Doesn't want you to know all this. Doesn't want you to know that Shem loves you. And says, you're down. You're in depression. And now is where the Hellenism comes in. Because you're so depressed, you're walking down the street. And you see a guy and a girl walking hand in hand in their gym shorts. Where are you going? Going to the gym. Uh, which gym do you belong to? The Hellenist gym. You're going to the gym. Are you not? And the guys and the girls are working out together. And they're, the girls are wearing less than the bikinis. And the guys are all showing their six-pack abs, and everybody's there, and they're working out together, and everybody's happy. So that's what you think. <coughs> Nobody's persecuted.
themselves? Yeah, because they don't like to get so hard. Huh? So what the Jews do when they fall into depression, they think that the only way out of depression is to go to the Greek side. That's why they join the Jews, not because it's better to make the Mikdash. They want to escape themselves. But that is not the escape from the Yitzhara. He goes along with you. And it's funny, why do you think so many observant Jews? How many observant psychologists and psychotherapists are there for observant Jews? Why do observant Jews need all this psychology and, self and all this help? Because we're so busy persecuting ourselves. And that's the snake. And that's the snake that goes back to Adam and Eve, it goes back to Cain, and it goes back to Basil and Harsinai. And then it came to the Abadim. But he didn't work against the Maccabi. This is the Maccabi's victory. He didn't work. He tried to knock down the Maccabi. He knocked down 98.5% of the population at the time of Baker Midrash. He did not knock down Yochanan and his five sons and their priests. He did knock them down. But I'm going to wait till after the meeting. So I'm going to know what this says. Okay, after we're going to tell you the secret of our power that we're going to learn from Yochanan and his five sons. And
Baruch Hashem. Thanks to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. It was a surprise. But when I was talking to Hashem about what we want to speak about tonight, and Hashem engineered that I get a copy of a rare book called Sefer Hashemunayim. Somebody who's working on uh, printing Sefer Hashemunayim sent me a PDF of Sefer Hashemunayim. Sent it from Hashem. Wait, I didn't know this guy. And he said, it's something that did big chizuk, a big strength in Amuna. And it was a soliloquy of Yuda Maccabi's prayer to Hashem before he went to battle. I read it. I had shivers up and down my spine reading this. <coughs> Yehuda Maccabi prepared itself for battle, not by going to the gym, not by doing deadlifts, not by doing burpees, not by sparring the punching bag, not by going on the marksmanship thing. Yehuda Maccabi prepared for battle, talking to Hashem. When he prepared for battle, once he did his personal prayer to Hashem, Yehuda Maccabi was a breast of her baby. Once you Maccabi talked to Hashem, he now came to talk to his soldiers. As he comes to his so soldiers, Sirius, or Sirius, with an N, I think it's with an N, S-I-R-N-I-U-S. He was the Greek commander-in-chief. He then we're right here, we're talking about right here in Modin. Okay, down in the valley, as you come off of Modin and you go down like in the direction of Roshain, and they're coming up from Antiochus, the Greek army. And the Hashmonaim, with his, not even a, a company, barely a platoon, commandos, they're looking at an entire brigade, an army, a Greek army coming from Antiochus, which is right near Roshain. Remember the big fortress in Roshain? It's right here. Here we are. We're in Maccabi country. Marlboro country, this is Maccabi country. Yeah, Modin, oh Hashem. And one of my favorite places in all of Eretz role for personal prayer is right here at Matatiala's gravesite. You go in up the, up the road a little bit and you go in on the dirt road oh, sure. uh, 800 meters inside. Right back in the it's unbelievable. Okay, so Yuda finishes talking to Hashem. You know, he comes out. He comes out and he finds his platoon and the guy, their knees are knocking. His four brothers another handful of soldiers, maybe 25, 30 soldiers. And they say, Rebbe, what are you committing suicide? They call the commander, they call the commander, come Rebbe. Okay, Fred Yuta. Yuta says, you're afraid? He took the Novi, he took that, he started with the Melech, Psalm 20. They have their horses, they have their chariots. I'm going to call Hashem's name. He said, where in history where in history did you see that Am Yisrael had chariots coming out of Egypt? Pharaoh had chariots. What did you see? What happened with Avraham Avinu? Where are Avraham Avinu's grandchildren? He went to war against the four greatest army of the time. He went to war with the servant Eliezer. And if you don't want to hear the Midrashim, okay, 318. 318 is Gematria Eliezer. We both know that. Okay. Rashi says, the Torah says, Avraham Avinu with 318 soldiers. Okay, 318, Rashi says it's Eliezer. That's it. He took Eliezer. That's the Gans. And I've heard that the magic sand that Nahomish Gamsu used in Rome, that the magic sand that Rabbi Mavino threw up in the air and became ballistic missiles, came arrows, and knocked out the enemies. Listen, you this says, 
You're just telling them, he says, since when? He says, when? He says, and now, and you don't read what the coin, the coin milchama, the coin Mashiach milchama. You have the coin gadol, and then second in line is a fighter, the Mashiach milchama. Don't think that the Jewish people are a little like they say, you know, we've been hit under the beds. No, no, the Jewish people are fighters since time immemorial. And there's even a Jewish combat art, ancient Israel combat arts called uh, Abir, called Abir, and all of the combat arts, I don't like to say martial arts because martial comes from Mars. Martial is the name of a Buddhist art, see, combat arts. Okay, the Jews were rough dudes. And people don't understand what they think of Mara. The Gemara says that the Jewish people are the most brazen of all nations. But not look like that, like the Jewish boys. You know why? Because we don't work on the 22% biceps, the 22 inch biceps. We work on the 22 inch neshama. It's the neshama, but, but, what, how does a Jew prepare himself as a warrior? It's like you, Hashem. It's like everything, it's all like you, Hashem. I'm doing my shtabas, okay? I did my effort, doing everything. I trained, did this, went this, boom, went to infantry school, went to NCO school, went to officer school, went to meet some morning. It's now up to you, Hashem. It is up to you. You can see, we see Hashem right here. See him right, right here. Last week, or two weeks ago, when we lose time, you know, lose time, 470 missiles fell on the south of Israel. Not a single Jew got killed. How many people were killed on the road? 470 missiles? You see what happened to houses and direct hits because they used a new Iranian stuff that defies the Iron Dome and it made direct hits on homes in Ashkelon and Shkivu. They say, oh, the missile fell in an open, in an open area. Uh, tell me, how much open area is there in Eretz Yisrael? You know, open area in Ashdod means it's a parking lot between two eight-story buildings. That's an open area. Okay, right there. The chance right there with this. It's what you just tell the thugs. He said, what did you do? We didn't, Abraham didn't fight wars. Yitzchak, look at Yitzchak. People don't read the Torah. People do not read the Torah. Comes, uh, I'll be today. Guy raised hand, no, you're going home. What do you think the battle's up to you? I don't want your danger. I don't want your unit. Oh, you guys, you all spoke to Hashem, you're coming with me. The rest is history, beloved brothers and sisters. The rest is history. And they did a small miracle, miracle of bottle of oil, that's it. They did not listen to the gates of horror. They said, we got Hashem, we got Hashem. And he heard a voice all the time, you think, you just call my name. And, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running. You got a shem. Lean on me. There's a shem right there, talks all the time. If you listen, listen carefully to the songs that ladies to see, it's all a shem. It's all a shem. People walk around, you see in the sky, we die. Open your eyes. What does the Shem tell us on Tisha B'Av? What does the Shem tell us? The Shabbat before Tisha B'Av. We read Shabbat Chazon. He says, okay, another Tisha B'Av because you did idolatry. Uh-uh. Another Tisha B'Av because you're all into illicit sex. Uh-uh. Another Tisha B'Av because of bloodshed. Uh-uh. He says, 
Three words in one day. My nation didn't open up their eyes. Because you don't see if they open up their eyes, what are they going to do? They're going to see me. And as soon as they see me, the snake is dead. Because Hashem and the snake are mutually exclusive. It's either Hashem or the snake. And that's why my beloved teacher, Rabbi Shaul Marush, that everything comes out of my mouth is his anyway, it's not mine. Okay. He says, Or Emunah, or It's either life of Emunah or life of Gehenom. Because the person has Emunah, he's going to have Gehenom in this world. And that's what we do. That's what we're singing together and speaking words of Chizuk. Speaking words of Chizuk. Emunah, Emunah. Okay, that's the whole thing. This is the whole complete. See a shame of everything. So you have to remember one thing. One thing. So say, oh, yeah, but please, I still got these tribulations. Okay, everybody put in the forefront of your head your most painful problem. You're going to kill it right now. Five minutes. Kill it. Less than five minutes, because I'm going to hear another deep one. Less than five minutes. We've already learned that everything comes from Shem, right? He only did that with you. Okay, and we already learned that he's a loving father. But you don't think that Shem loves you? That is a God that you created. Because the God who created you loves you. So if you think he doesn't love you, you're worshiping the wrong God, wrong address. Like a mailman put the mail, the wrong thing. If you think that Hashem doesn't love you, then that's a God that you created by yourself. Because the God that created you, he loves you. And the proof is right after the shiur, it's going to be my reef. And before you say Shema, before you declare you're a Munat Hashem, you're going to say, with the shame, Baruch Atah Hashem, Yudkei Vavkei, that you say it, A-D-O-I, A-D-O-N-A-I, that you don't let take Hashem's name in vain, that's a third, the Ten Commandments. And we all say it, every day. If Hashem didn't love every single one of us, who could say, let's take Hashem's name in vain? So I think that the man, the great assembly, they made his prayer, said the next 2,000 years, the Jews would sin and take Hashem's name if we say it, it's it. It's true. One thing after another, you feel Hashem. If I would put this microphone was strong enough, I put it to my heart. And you have to Hashem personally massaging my heart. Because the heart goes like this. Yudke, Vavke, Yudke, Vavke, Yudke, Vavke. That's Hashem. Hashem's Hashem name. But as he brought us on the heart, it's Hashem doing everything. Hashem is giving us. He's our life force. Whole life force. So the problem I have comes from Hashem. Who is Hashem? That's Hashem that loves me. Wow. So if you got me a problem, it must be for the best. Because you guys know, when you were in the army, who gave you the roughest time in the world? Your commander. Did your commander love you or hate you? You know, any commander, the idea, if you know what his worst nightmare is? Worst nightmare. Expression in the idea. It's hard in maneuvers and it's easy in battle, and that sweat saves blood. Those are two expressions in common. Okay, so that means your commander loves you. Hashem is giving you a rough time, it's only one purpose because Hashem.
Jim, wants to bring you closer because you're gravitating toward the Greeks. You don't love yourself and you don't think Hashem loves you. And he hates his down on you because why is he hates his down on you? Because you didn't speak to Hashem today. You didn't do tshuva. If you did tshuva, if you spoke to Hashem today, you'd have a smile on your face. Ah, Hashem stops everything and he spoke to me. This whole thing. Can you imagine? Your wives, your husband doesn't talk to you for all day. How do you feel? Husband, your wife? No, I'm not talking to you. Your child? I'm not talking to you. How do you think Hashem feels when his kids are locked? They don't speak to him for a day. It's the whole thing of Judaism. It's our own personal relationship directly with the Shem. We don't go through anybody else. We don't go through intermediaries. We don't go through intermediaries. Only directly to Hashem. Every single one of us. And that is the rescue of the soul. The rescue of the moon. And escape the gates of hell. Escape your problems. You feel great. And I know no matter what's happening in my life, Hashem loves me unconditionally. Wow, I can cope with anything. That. Okay, knowing that Hashem loves us, now we're going to really enjoy the next Nikon. All I want is to be close to you. Everything I want is to get close to you in my heart, in my soul. 